My name is Dermot McDermott and last year completed uh, an MPhil in composition with Dr. Gwanya Mulvey in DIT. Previous to that I had actually just done a degree in music there as well on classical guitar and composition. Prior to that I'd had various careers. Starting off in, in Trinity years ago I did a degree in maths. Prior to that I'd worked on the, in the movie business actually for a while on the technical side. Uh, that was my, my teenage obsession if you like filmmaking and um, technical side of things and whatever. And then after Trinity, I went into the diplomatic course, strangely enough, but not our own one. I ended up working in, a, in, uh, in the Danish embassy for uh, about a decade, 12 years or so. We were lucky enough in DIT that we had our, our sort of resident ensemble, if you like, was Concord, uh, General Leary, um, uh, group from, from Galway. Uh, they would come in fairly frequently a couple of times a year to workshop pieces for us. It was with that in mind that I scored this piece for, um, for uh, flute, clarinet, um, violin, cello and piano. Uh, that would, would have sit quite nicely with their, their ensemble. Starting off with the piece, I had absolutely no uh, idea of what, what the piece was going to be about, how, how it was going to pan out, whatever. And um, basically just messing around really on a keyboard. I was uh, messing around and discovering how one could produce various types of clusters. And uh, I discovered by just putting your, your, I'm not a pianist, I have to add. It'll become obvious, I think, when, when the pieces, <laughs> pieces, if you look at the score. But um, by simply using your, your, the, the flat of your palm on the keyboard, you could play alter, alternate black and white clusters on, on, on the keyboard. And I thought, wouldn't, wouldn't it be fun to turn that into a sort of an ostinato uh, right, right through a piece? So it simply started out with, with, with that idea and nothing more, really. Also, I started out also with an idea that I wanted to start with a fairly solid and fairly ag aggressive sort of gesture. Some of the music I'd written before that was, uh, it was uh, quite etheric, peaceful, if you like, um, slightly minimalist in, in character, maybe. And I decided that this was going to be something a bit more, bit more aggressive, even though it, it had some of the characteristics of minimalism with, with, a, with a, an ostinato right through the whole piece. And, uh, and I think it also reflected just simply the mood I happened to be in at the time. It was more of a sort of um, uh, mad as hell, I'm not going to take this anymore sort of mood. And uh, I think that's reflected in the, in the opening of the piece, which is, is quite uh, sort of, a, there's a, quite a distinct opening gesture. One of, the, one of the things I found when writing the piece was that, you know, uh, as I started it off, it turned out to be sort of crotchet 90. And I, I thought, oh my God, how am I going to get a six or seven minute piece out of this is going to involve an awful lot of notes. <laughs> and, uh, so you can paint yourself into a corner very easily writing a piece like that, you know. It, it, the piece was written more or less from beginning to end. I didn't sort of start in the middle, which I sometimes do, or you sometimes get an idea for the end of a piece and work, work forward and whatever. But, um, and w when I realised that this machine was, was going at this enormous rate, uh, I was having a panic attack. How am I going to end this piece? Or <laughs> how is it going to resolve itself in, in, in some way? In fact, it took me quite a long time to write the piece. Uh, I think I wrote, I'd say, the first three quarters of it and uh, probably left it around for another nine months or something like that before it eventually was finished. And eventually it, it, it's, it, the piece finishes. It's not really a resolution. It sort of le leaves you hanging a little bit and um, there's no diminuendo or anything at the end. It just sort of, I suppose it, that's a, a characteristic of, of, of minimalism as well. Basically, it's, it just shuts off at the end. Be true to say that this piece took you slightly out of your comfort zone. Um, yes, I'd have to say it would, and um, um, not so much in the actual technical aspects of writing. Although, as I say, I'm not a pianist, and um, and there's quite a lot of piano in this uh, in this in this work. 
uh, it remains to be seen whether anything I've written is impossible to play. <laughs> I think, uh, mercifully, Jane O'Leary uh, workshopped about half of it um, uh, at one stage. It was never fully performed, in fact. The, the performance with the Crash Ensemble will be the first actual full performance of the piece. Um, but she seemed to think it was possible to play. So hopefully, uh, hopefully there, there are quite a lot of, 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 of clusters, uh, an enormous number of clusters and, and sfortandos and that sort of thing, you know. But yes, it did. It did to a certain extent emotionally. I think maybe it took me out of my comfort area as well. It was um, perhaps exposing or, or, or exploring an aspect of myself that possibly wasn't that maybe attractive or, you know. But anyway, it was it was it was certainly, a, 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 as I say, a roller coaster ride uh, actually writing this piece. And how important is that for you as a composer to actually do that, to sort of take your take yourself out of your comfort zone? One of the things I did while I was doing my degree, in fact, one of the little jobs we used to get was to write music for the drama department in, in DIT. They would be putting on, on plays during the, during the year and uh, we would often get, get asked as composition students to write music for the plays or sometimes settings of, of actual uh, words in, uh, in the plays as well. And that was really that was comfort zone. That was lovely. I mean, you, you got to write sort of tonal music, you know, or in, in, in two cases to write Spanish music. And also I wrote some Arab music as well, which is uh, which was really interesting and fun more, more than anything else. But in terms of, of um, but that was being within a comfort zone, if you like. And um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer in being outside comfort zones, I think, in all areas of life, really. Um, I think the vast majority of people spend far too much time being in a comfort zone of one sort or another, you know. And I think you have to uh, you have to sort of goad yourself into into doing things you don't often want to do. And, um, you know, from various experiences in the past, I, I did things I really didn't want to do and, and uh, uh, learn from those. And you gain in confidence and, um, and courage and that kind of thing. That's that's really necessary as well, you know. So, yeah, I think courage is one thing you have to have as a composer as well. You have to sort of um, uh, be outside the comfort zone and be outside anybody's comfort zone or everybody's comfort zone, really, you know, and, and not necessarily conform to received ideas. Even even what would now be advanced conceived ideas, maybe in contemporary music, you have to sort of find your own furrow and your own path, basically. One of my uh, major inter interests, actually, would be, would be early music, in fact. And um, going back to medieval, I, I spent some time singing in a, in a, in a small ensemble, the, the, the Dublin Waits, as we were known. We sang medieval and early Renaissance music. Uh, but I'd, again, playing the guitar and later on the lute as well, that, uh, there was, I played quite a lot of early music. Um, I think that I was attracted possibly to the certain, certain degree of rawness about, about, uh, about early music. Um, the, the lack of, of modern sort of tonal harmony, that sort of thing. And, um, and the, what fascinated me more than anything else, I think, were the timbres involved. Uh, even listening to something like a, like a Baroque orchestra, you have things like, well, a like harpsichord, you have Baroque oboes, which have the very particular timbre. And uh, there are lots of other, um, other uh, Renaissance and, um, and uh, Baroque instruments, which again have, have very different timbres to the, the sort of modern orchestral instruments. And that's something I've 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 tried to bring into my music. Other influences, again, they 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 dawned on me quite slowly. I mean, I'm, I spent probably most of my life listening to what would be um, uh, Western art music. It would be uh, music of the of the 19th century, the classical periods as well. And um, and I sort of moved on from that, if you like. You know, I went through my 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 Wagner period. I went through my Mahler period. We we, we all do. And uh, and you you learn bits and pieces, or not consciously, but you pick up bits and pieces from each one. I don't write music or I don't attempt to write music which has a sort of an intellectual basis or even though I studied maths, I have never really been tempted to use mathematical formulae just as a basis of a piece. 
and um, it's possibly one way into into a piece or into writing a piece, but it doesn't hold very much uh, interest for me really. And so, uh, but it's 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 a question of, as I say, it's a very difficult thing to define how, how it arrives as you're writing a piece or it doesn't kind of thing. Some of my pieces are not really couldn't be described as emotional anyway, but some of them are sort of thing. But it's an, it's an important aspect, I think, that you have to find um, or just allow parts of yourself to 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 find themselves in the music. It is a very mysterious uh, thing, you know, you sometimes listen to a piece and, and, and think, did, did I really write that or where did that really come from, whatever, you know. It's just a question of being open, I think, to, open to, I suppose, having channels to your unconscious mind, I suppose, is, 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 is the, the, uh, the most important thing. But how one, how one opens them or how one actually gets material from them, that's, uh, that's very mysterious and very difficult to say.